0: You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 113. Well, hey there, Amy here. Welcome to another episode of the Happy and Healthy Podcast, and well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. I have, once again, Matt Martell, my partner in life and retired police chief, to join me on today's podcast. So a few weeks ago, we recorded one on what it means to be politically astute, clearly an important skill to have for leadership and we got a ton of great response on that particular topic. As a matter of fact, the open rate on that email was the highest open rate I've ever gotten. It was actually over 50%. And so I want to bring Matt back today to really explore some other topics as it relates to leadership. So. Anything else you want to add to that by cool. way of
1: Thank you for having me back, and I enjoyed it last time, and, and we'll have another great conversation about ego and being a victim or being the captain of your own ship, and hopefully your listeners enjoy this episode also.
0: Sounds good. Let's jump right on into it. So last time when we were talking about the importance of being politically astute. You brought up the whole need to be able to detach from your ego.
1: Absolutely. Vital skill.
0: And we also talked a lot about the the environment that we're in right now and yes. how much it's changed. Yes. And what I think I would love to now shift to is this this idea around not being a victim of our circumstances. So a lot of what you were describing in terms of the change in the environment, right? I I hear a lot, and, and I'm a firm believer that like systems and pro, like from my background in quality improvement and continuous improvement, we always talk about what a system is capable of producing. And so, for example, in manufacturing, if you're trying to get to that zero defects, like you were talking about with right. pedestrians, Right, right then you look at a system and what it's capable of doing so i understand that structure is important when i talk about things like eating healthier food if i open up someone's if you open up your pantry or your refrigerator and the stuff that's in there isn't necessarily healthy
1: who's responsible for that
0: right so i thought this would be a good opportunity for us to actually talk about well when you when you think about stressful situations and what you have control over and what you don't mm-hmm. we get to control our own actions right
1: yeah so, well there there's many different ways that this has been presented in the past you know some would call it the serenity prayer it actually roots back to some greek um, and probably there's a chinese influence similar it says, you know, I, I want to have the uh, strength to change the things I can, the endurance to deal with the things I can't change, and the wisdom to know the difference between the two. So, I Courage I think,
0: to change
1: the things I can. Yeah, some, you know, different versions depending on, you know, where it comes from. But the, the concept is um, taking personal responsibility for that. Um, and if... You know, you wanted to talk about dieting and, and what's in your refrigerator. Well, who went to the store and bought the food that's in the refrigerator? You did. You could have made some choices. You were responsible for that. So later on, you're also responsible for what, what you're eating. Um, I I think in today's world, we, we quickly want to say, well, I'm a victim. I'm a victim of this circumstance. I'm a victim of this program. I'm a victim of this set of uh circumstances and the reality is is we're all have challenges and and issues that we have to deal with and one of the things that's unique about humans is our ability to adapt and overcome realize what our challenges are and figure out a way to overcome those uh one of my my favorite philosophers or you know uh author Victor Frankel. And um, he, if you know, ever read his book, which is uh, Man's Search for Meaning, uh, incredible story that starts off the first half of the book, sets up his his credibility because he was a prisoner in a German concentration camp. Probably the worst circumstances you could ever, ever imagine, you know. And if you want to say somebody's a victim, Somebody who's in a German concentration camp is a victim. But he never gave up the the internal choices that he had. He had a choice of being a victim or a choice of being a survivor. He had a choice of resorting to primal nature or a choice of rising above that and being the best he could be in those circumstances. And he chose the later. um, And... That I, I think that's inspirational, uh, in in the way that he describes that and demonstrates that, and the lesson that it takes us to today is: it doesn't matter what your circumstances are, what your background is, what has occurred; these all have influence, but they don't determine set in stone what your future is going to be. You have the individual ability to take responsibility. And chart your own future. Be the captain of your own ship, so to speak. Um, as opposed to just sit back and say, woe is me. I'm a victim. That that's, um, never, never leads to good outcomes for people.
0: Yeah. Well, I think Viktor Frankl was also, I can't remember the exact quote, but he always talked about between like the stimulus and response, right. we get to choose. There's that moment. I'm always talking about the pause where you become aware of, this is a thought that I'm having, does it serve me? And if it doesn't serve me, how can I reflect on and, and reframe it so that I actually am able to think about it differently in a way that does serve me so that I can move forward and, and in the direction that actually is going to move me closer to my goals.
1: Yeah, I, I used to have a, a coworker worker who... Um, would make statements frequently about, well, this person makes me so angry. And I'd I'd stop her and say, no, that person doesn't make you angry. That person does things that you choose to respond in an angry manner about. Don't give them that power to make you angry. It's a choice. You could just choose to ignore what they do or perhaps uh, try in and have a a conversation to change that situation so it doesn't but it's a choice you know somebody does something says something mean to you you know does something under understand you have a choice now in some circumstances the choice might be and appropriately so to be angry but it's it's a choice that you've made it's not them doing that to you is that clear
0: yeah well, it is to me. We've talked about it before. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, you, you don't want to give that power to somebody else to make you angry or make you feel...
0: Or make you happy for
1: them. Or, or happy or whatever. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what the response is. There's stimuli, and then you choose how to respond. That's, that's the key. So, And once you, you truly grasp that concept, you then are no longer a victim. You are always in control. You have the power, based on the circumstances, to choose your response and then move forward in in what you believe is going to be the best, uh, most productive way. And sometimes that might be to be angry. (laughs) But but most of the time it's not. Most of the time it's to uh, choose some other more productive uh, response, emotion, how to deal with it, whatnot.
0: And actually... So I always talk about in terms of interpretation. So someone says something, right? I hear it and I'm going to interpret it a certain way. And it's that interpretation that results in how I feel, that emotion. And I think this is perfect. It ties to your whole thing about being able to detach your ego from it. Mm -hmm. Because so often I think when we get really emotional and upset about something part of it is that interpretation is about what does that mean about me what does it mean for me and that's where if there's any any like uh, that's where the real conflict comes in is mm-hmm. and so if you're able to not make it so much about yourself a lot of times what someone's saying is actually about them it's not about you
1: <laughs> absolutely you know and and you have to there's you know, seven, eight billion people in the world. And the comments that one person makes or another person makes very seldom is, is directly about you or, you know, it, it, it's a reflection on them. It's a reflection on their, their circumstances. It's a reflection on politics. It's a reflection on something else. And to be able to effectively be going back to where we started talking about being uh, politically astute is take that ego out of it and understand they're talking about this, this belief or feeling that they have not necessarily about you as an individual, but about the totality of the environment. And if you're going to be apolitical or, or politically astute in an in in ability to response, you've got to not take it personally and try and, and understand that and respond in a way that doesn't escalate the emotions, but de-escalates the emotions.
0: So, when when I work with clients and they uh, they really turn to food, oftentimes when they're upset and, and mm-hmm. when they're feeling emotional stressed, eating, emotional eating. That's actually where I'm always sort of trying to, if you can recognize when something is upsetting you, that trigger, and you're able to pause. That's where you get to have power. That's where yeah. you, you regain
1: your power by not letting whatever that circumstance trigger an emotional response that makes you want to go eat a bag of, of uh, Doritos.
0: Or an entire sleeve of cookies.
1: <laughs> or, or whatever the case is. It's, it's about saying, okay, well, I understand what's occurred there. Um, I like it or I don't like it, but what's a more productive response? And sometimes, sometimes the most productive response is to ignore it. We're not very good at that in in today's world, you know, uh, to just say, okay, I'm going to let that roll off me like water off a duck's back and continue doing what I need to do.
0: Well, I think it goes back to the ability, though, to also say, this is actually not about me. Right. Let let me not make this mean something about me. It's about them.
1: Correct. I I think that's absolutely the case. And, and, you know, maybe, maybe... if we were all if we all just took that moment to think about our response before we did so, we'd probably be in a better world but uh, we're unfortunately <laughs> we're we're not <laughs> we're, there we're working on it. <laughs> well individually we are, and that's where everything starts is individuals have to work on it, and maybe someday that might uh, actually have a positive impact in in swinging a pendulum in our organizations or in our federal, local, or state government to someplace where there's not these polarized extremes, but something that people can have honest intellectual debate and try and come up with solutions that address the the problem, not the people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So before we wrap things up, I have talked about your weight loss journey, especially as I've been doing all this coaching are there some key takeaways that you've gotten from our, well, this, listening to my podcast, I know you listen to, to mm-hmm. it. I do. Um, and then some of the other material that I've put together, are there some key takeaways that you've gotten that you might share with folks in terms of what you've found to be helpful?
1: Well, I, I know a lot of your demographic is is uh, successful women and high tech, you know, people in positions of authority and power and you know anybody who's held a position like that understands there's potentially a lot of stress and demands on your time and and your schedule and um while I was working clearly uh there were times where I made choices I wasn't a victim here I just made choices consciously or unconsciously that maybe weren't in my best interest as far as well um how much sleep I got, or uh, how how hungry I let myself get because I was focused on work. and I got to a certain point, then when I did have a chance to eat, I, I ate way too much. Uh, you know, I totally violated all the rules of the hunger scale. <laughs> so, uh, in post retirement, um, I had a little bit more time. Although you don't have to be retired to do this, I started thinking about some of those things and. Uh, structuring my day and time so that um, I could do several of the things you talk about and uh, have had, I think, pretty significant results. Uh, roughly lost 40 or 50 pounds since, since I retired and primarily focusing on drinking a lot more water, getting you know, seven to eight hours of sleep a night whenever I possibly can, um Making better food choices about you know uh if if I got the choice between uh, eating uh, cheeseburgers every night or balancing that out with having you know a cheeseburger now and then but healthier foods at different times or or choosing uh the type of things I ate as opposed to being. Having a sense that, oh, I don't have time and I just have to grab what's convenient and I'm hungry so I'm going to eat this giant burrito from Chipotle or I'm going to, you know, grab something fast food, try and plan those things out a little bit more. And it takes a little bit of effort, but once again, take, you t- got to take personal responsibility for that and say, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to alter some of my behaviors and change my habits you talk all the time about habits as far as you know we get into a habit we get into a habit of eating bad food we get into a habit of not drinking enough water we get into a habit of uh, not getting enough sleep you know and we justify it because oh well this is important and that's important and whatnot but if if our health and being happy and healthy is is the goal then maybe we need to reconsider our priorities there and say no, it is important for me to carve out at least seven hours of sleep, quality sleep per night. Or you know maybe it's important for me to try and drink half my body weight in in water uh, every day, even though uh, it it requires a little bit extra planning and and thought about how to do that. Uh, it clearly pays off. and and if you start to change those habits, they become more automatic next thing you know, you don't think you're dieting, you're just having better habits and your body responds to those better habits. And you maybe find, maybe not the ideal weight as according to sports illustrated swimsuit models, (laughs) but you find a a weight that's happy and healthy for you that allows you to function. And as you always say, live the life you want.
0: Yeah. Sustainable.
1: Sustainable. And And it's not a lot of work if if it becomes habits it's then it's it's not a lot of work it's not you're not sitting there weighing out food or counting calories or points or doing that you just you're making better choices and you've gotten into the habit of making better choices your your body thanks you for it
0: well you're always looking at me and like i'm eating until I'm comfortably full
1: <laughs> yeah well i i so, you, know,
0: Or sometimes you're not, but you notice it. I think that was the thing that always caught my attention.
1: Well, you know, it's like just a, a great example. You go to a all-you-can-eat buffet, right? You know, we all have done that at one time or another, and there's something about the all-you-can-eat buffet that makes you think, well, i got to eat all that I can. And one of the big things I, I noticed is once I decided, you know, well, number one, I could come back here anytime I want, so I don't have to do it all in one sitting. And I just don't need seconds. So I get, get my first plate of food, or whatever it is, and I eat that. And before I jump up to go get some seconds, I let it sit for a few minutes, you know, and think about it. And usually if I do that for a couple of minutes before I go back up, the the urge to continue filling my pie hole, uh, has, has passed and, and I'm able, I'm sated. I'm comfortably full. Um, I haven't consumed nearly as many calories and even more importantly, an hour or two later, I'm not sitting there going, Oh man, I ate too much. I, I feel, ah, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable and we can go for a walk or do something else.
0: Yeah. I know when I started drinking more water, that my body just felt better. Where when I don't drink enough water now, it will tell me. So it is amazing how our, our human body will actually adjust. Like the better we take care of it, the more it kind of goes, oh, we're doing this now. And,
1: well, and, and it's also important to, to point out that it's, it's not all or nothing. It's not, oh, you have to do your five fundamentals every day, you know, religiously. Start off with, you know, conscious effort, I'm going to drink more water. You know, and depends on who you are and how you, you like to drink your water, whether you want it out of a water bottle or you're okay with tap water or you like bottled water, okay, well, you know, when you go to the store, buy a case of bottled water, drink two or three or four of those a day, you've reached your goal, and and it's easy, you don't you know, it's, it's expensive, it's not environmentally sensitive as far as wasting a lot of practice, uh, plastic, but it achieves that goal, and, and that's one way to do it. Um, you Or know, you're constantly filling up that water bottle, or just you know, getting a tap water, or drinking a glass of water you know, before every meal. Whatever it takes, make that change. And when you've gotten to the point where you can do that on automatic, then you think about, well, what do, what's the next change I want to make? Well, maybe I need to tr- figure out how to, how to arrange my schedule to get more sleep better quality sleep and and you've talked many times about tricks on not tricks but techniques that if if some work for some people, for some people they won't work but there's a grab bag of techniques that you have that if people try some of those at some point they'll be able to hopefully change their habits so that rather than five and a half hours of sleep and up and running again and being tired all day uh, and making poor food choices because of that, they, they can be better rested, feel more energy, and be able to use some of that energy to make better choices.
0: Yeah, and I'm actually um, getting ready to launch another training, specifically on how to get better sleep. So thank you very much for...
1: <laughs> Free promo. <laughs>
0: that off for me. Yeah. So, okay, well, I do want to wrap things up now. Um,
1: yep.
0: Is there, like... A couple of takeaways or a quote that you would like to leave folks with
1: well i i, I think that you 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 can't um, move mountains all at one time you, you move them one rock at a time you know there it's there's all kinds of analogies for that, whether it's you know draining the ocean or, or whatever <clears throat> if you want to make changes, focus on one thing move you know, change that one thing, and then maybe if that works, move on to something else. I think that that's, you know, that's, we ought to approach that type of thing like we did education. You know, you didn't just one day say, well, I want to be a college graduate, and, you know, you became a college graduate. It was, I want to, you know, graduate from college, so I got to apply. I got to go for the first semester. I got to go for the second semester. I got to take a this class, I got to take that class. I got to do these all these steps, and if I keep at it for a period of time, I will achieve my goal, and I will be better for it. And the same thing occurs in, in what you're talking about. So, uh, I'm sure there there's many Viktor Frankl quotes that uh, you've posted some of those before. Uh, I think they're great. If I, you know, if there's one book that I could recommend people read about personal responsibility and self-determination and making choices as opposed to feeling like a victim, it would be that, you know, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. Um, I think the world would be a better place if everybody read that book.
0: And he was a psychologist
1: yes by training yes yeah
0: and i would i would add one other is if you were to look at the life of nelson mandela he's another one of those folks who if you were looking at his circumstances they weren't the ideal circumstances either and
1: two classic examples and there's many others that you know based on their circumstances they could have easily just said i'm a victim and you know chosen poorly about how to go forward but they they took responsibility even in bad circumstances to say i'm better than this i can make good choices and i can and have i can be the captain of my own ship and drive that the direction i want and hopefully take people or my organization or the world in that direction also so,
0: well thank you so much for joining me today
1: it was my pleasure. It was, uh, it was a very unique opportunity, and, and uh, thank you for asking me. Hopefully, your, your listeners find some value in uh, what we talked about.
0: I have the feeling they're going to ask for you to come back. So we, we will <laughs> Brace see. Yourself. We will see. All right, take care, everyone. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means, hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website, moxieclub.com, that's M-O-X-I-E hyphen dot and sign up for my free mini course, How to Lose Weight for the Last Time. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.